From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Discussion for the week of March 9th, 2011, from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Kathy Whirling, Max the intern, Teresa Eccles, and Scott Smith. And that's it, folks. <laughs> There's no one else here. Uh, Corey and Julie are on vacation. Uh, Kevin, and, uh, Kevin had a doctor's appointment that John needed to go to with him, and Walter had a, had a doctor's appointment. I, 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 I rock their worlds when. We don't record the show on Tuesday like we normally do, and instead record on Wednesday. Um, apparently, their social calendars are all thrown into a tizzy. So uh, that's uh, that's why we're a, a light group this week. Skeleton crew. Skeleton crew, as it were. Um, now, in this week's show, we're going to talk about the 2011 Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. Scott Smith has a report on this year's ESPN The Weekend. Dave Parfit has his interview with Jack Lindquist, the first president of Disneyland. And Disneyland correspondent Tom Bell has his interview with Becky Klein, the new director of the Walt Disney Archives. Plus, we'll be taking your emails and voicemails. All that coming up this week on the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Welcome to the show, everyone. Um, the only thing I have in, pa- in housekeeping is to just you know uh, remind everybody about the power of ten. Uh, promotion that we're doing, the fundraiser we're doing for Give Kids the World, looking to find 10,000 people willing to commit to asking 10 friends to donate $10 to Give Kids the World. You can learn more about it on the website, Power of 10. That's powerof10.us. And uh, we really need everybody's help here. Uh, it's kind of slow going right now. I mean, we're, we're making progress. Uh, we've got some things coming up in the next few weeks that should help uh, kick it up a notch, but uh, we really need everybody's help to help us raise this money for Give Kids the World. If you're not familiar with Give Kids the World, uh, we'll have some links on the show notes page to give you some more information about the wonderful work this organization does helping children with life-threatening illnesses uh, fulfill their wish of coming to Walt Disney World, uh, as well as other, uh, uh, other theme parks and attractions in the area. Uh, they really do an amazing an amazing thing, and so we need everyone's help. So please, Power of 10, Power of 10.us is the website. Please help us out. Um, do we have anything else for housekeeping? No. Um, I know that, that, that a lot of you are wondering when we're going to start taking reservations for uh, our December event. For those who did not hear that announcement, we are... Renting out the Wizarding World of Harry Potter on December 10th of this year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be huge, and it's going to be, it's going to fill quickly. Um, We will give everyone plenty of notice here on the show, on the website, on the boards, when, uh, we'll give you plenty of notice as to when the the booking engine goes up for that, uh, so that everybody has a shot. Um... We are expecting it to fill virtually as soon as we open it up. Um, there's a lot of interest in this, and we understand why. But um, you know, we're uh, Universal is limiting us on the number of people that we can have at this event. So 
you know, we have as many spots as we have. Be there, be square. That's right. It's going to be B square. It's going to be a great party. It's going to be a great party. So uh, we're not ready to announce the booking engine on that yet. But uh, like I said, we will make sure that everyone is given plenty of notice. <clears throat> Any, anything else? My daughter turned 16 yesterday. Okay, that's not housekeeping, Terry. Oh. <laughs> it is for me. That's news. That's news. I want to say that's news. In, yeah, in, in Teresa world. <laughs> in Teresa world. Unfortunately, that's not the name of the podcast. <laughs> Although you'd never know sometimes listening to hey, us. Hey, 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 um, hey. Anything? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Uh, John was kind enough to forward me the news, if I can pull it up. So our... Oh, boy, it's too small. I'm getting old and blind. I can't <laughs> see anything. There we go. Our first news story, the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida has unveiled the new... HP Fieldhouse to present the latest imaging technology, the new 165,000-square-foot facility located at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex. Is that right, 165,000-square-foot facility? That sounds like all the space at <laughs> Wide World of Sports. Um, we'll show off the latest technology and image enhancement. This facility also houses an HP Photo Creation Center where players and guests can download, design, and enhance commemorative photos and images from their events. Ken Potrock, Senior Vice President of Walt Disney Sports Enterprises, says today's youth athletes are extremely tech-savvy, and HP is the preferred partner to help them better capture the lasting memories of their unique sports experience in ways that no other sports venue can. And that's actually Ken Potrock speaking from a press release, apparently, um, unless he actually talks like that in real life. <laughs> Can pop rock? Pot rock. <laughs> but uh, that, that, that amount, that size can't be right. It cannot be a hundred. It's huge. 165,000 square feet is just, you know, absurd. I Let mean, me confirm that. It's like my neighborhood. I think all of Wide World of Sports is 165,000 square feet. But if they've created a 165,000 square foot imaging center, they're expecting a lot of people to go there. <laughs> Well, that building is pretty... Here, HP Fieldhouse, 70,000-plus square foot state-of-the-art. Okay, even that. A 70,000-square-foot facility for printing out your pictures? No, I think they're <laughs> talking about the whole building. It's a, Yeah, it's a sports venue, they say. Hang on. Yeah, it's like a uh, baseball field. It's that big building on the right as you, you come up and enter the area. We had a, an event in there once. Before you go through the little gate down the little street area? It's like after you go through the gate and you turn right. Oh, okay, I Can I make that. a confession? You've never I have been there? I've never <gasps> been to the wide world of sports. Me neither. I've never been. And Are I've you no, serious? I've got no desire to go. I went once and there was it was like a ghost town. Oh, let me go watch some 10-year-olds play baseball. Only if I can go with a gun and blow my brains out. <laughs> I was there once to see the Steelers practice. Okay, They're, gun. Brains blown out. <laughs> no, that, well, I mean, I'm not into football, but it was interesting to watch how hard they worked in like 100. Well, that said, as I have no interest in sports, yeah. so yeah. I mean, you know, if they're going to do figure skating or you know something like that, maybe I'll go for that. But shy of shy of that, I don't see myself. It's a, a pretty area. I mean, it's very popular. You know, when there there's some kind of an event, something goes like yeah. hardly any parking. Spots. Yeah, the day I went over to pick up a menu, it was like a ghost town, and I had to like. Climb over the fence to get in because it was locked up. I've done that. You sort of stick out when yeah. we're over there. 
Grace was shoving me over the fence. Okay. Oh, and the Muddy Buddy's coming up over there, too, but it's not up in the building. Right. Yes. Scott's going to do Muddy Buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am. We'll see how that Are goes. you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Me and a, a friend of mine. My, my two brothers are a team, and then their wives are a team, and then me and a friend of mine. Are you have brothers? Up. Mm-hmm. Too? No. no, he's lying. He's lying when he says his two brothers are doing <laughs> yeah. it. Kevin is brothers, you know? I don't know. <laughs> My bros. His bros. Yeah, no. Okay. It'll be fun. I hope. <laughs> I want pictures. I'll oh. be over there getting pictures. That's yeah. a cool event. Mm-hmm. More embarrassing, the better. I can crap. That's the one where they crawl through the mud yeah, and then yeah. they go through the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I think you have to wait for your buddy. Like, you, yes, you, you take turns running and biking, so you're sort of following each other. But then oh. at the end, at the mud pit, you have to wait for your buddy. And crawl and through then, together. Yeah, both of you have to crawl through the mud. Fun. Just, yeah. just do it really fast because the sooner you go through, the less muddy you get. It's the later you go through that people just come out, you yeah. know, like caked in mud. Yeah. Why? Really? Why would you do that? Chocolate, maybe, but not much. Well, that's my brother. One of my brothers, the first, I think last year was his first time doing it. And he said, you know, he's all pumped up and he's ready to go and once he gets out there like he's pushing himself and then he said at one point he ran past these two women who were just walking and they were in like bumblebee costumes mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when he <laughs> saw that he was like all right i guess i don't really have to push it that hard really? <laughs> like it, people are just there to have fun you i know beat I mean? the bumblebees yeah <laughs> there was a wedding at the end last year too that people went and did their thing and then they went up on the stage and got married huh wow that's a big thing mm-hmm. it's cool all right. All right. Our next story, Walt Disney Parks and Resorts was recently honored for its commitment to working with those with food allergies by the Food Allergy and Anaphylaxis Network, FAAN. The FAAN Corporate Leadership Award was given to the company for its commitment to food allergy awareness, education, and management. With advance notice, Disney full-service restaurants are able to provide meals to guests with allergies to shellfish, soy, peanuts, tree nuts, Lactose, fish, eggs, and gluten. Diabetic and kosher diets can also be accommodated. In most cases, the restaurant chefs are available to speak with guests before ordering and let them know what food is safe for them to eat. In some cases, special dishes are prepared with allergen-free ingredients. Tom Staggs, chairman of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, accepted the award saying, Our parks in the U.S. alone accommodated well over 400,000 special dietary requests from guests last year alone. And while some places might see this as a challenge, at, D- at Disney, we see it as another opportunity to make a visit unforgettable. Tom Staggs also speaking, apparently, from a press release. <laughs> um, you know, look, this is one of those areas where I think Disney is, at least in my experience, being diabetic. Uh, they're just I, There's no place else I go and eat mm-hmm. that pays attention to it the way they do. Um, I mentioned the D word, and that chef is out there faster than you can say your name. Yeah. Wow. And they tell you everything you need to know about, you know, what you're gonna, what you know, what options you have on the menu, and they do this with everybody, and they do it consistently. It's not uh, a special event. Uh, I mean, it's special, but it's done for everybody that says they have a food allergy. The chef. Someone from the kitchen comes out and talks to you. I wonder if I know when you make a reservation online, they have that that option. Do you have, a, you know, a food allergy or anything? If you click it, then when you're making your reservation, 
do they come out at the beginning and are they aware yeah. of it when you come in? Well, yeah, that's why. I mean, I know that, but I mean, no, I, it's kept a secret. Well, I'm just wondering if <laughs> they ask you for the information and then don't tell anyone. When you check in, they they reconfirm that with you, or you yes. need to say yes. it. You need to. Tell well, them I mean, again, look, you should would. always, you know, look, you should always. That's your responsibility. Yeah, it's your responsibility to make sure it's communicated to the restaurant. So yes, when you make your ADR, so it, it can be added there, but don't. Don't rely solely on that. Make yeah. sure you tell your server when you sit down that you have a food allergy. Let them know what it is. Make sure they're aware of it. You never know what could happen, you know, with a computer system. So, yeah. um, it's but cool, uh, you know, it's something I think Disney does extremely well, especially mm-hmm. for uh, diabetics, people with nut allergies, Gluten. uh, gluten-free allergies. Yeah. Um, I've seen that firsthand, and. You know, really, really impressive. The one I, I, I don't understand, and I don't know enough about it, but with the kosher meals, it's not it's a prepackaged meal. Correct. Well, that's because with a kosher meal, it has to be prepared in a kosher right. kitchen. Right. But it just... Um, so it there's just no... Sort of, you know, it, they, the expectation that Disney would maintain a kosher kitchen is impossible. But so, I just find it strange that, like, people have never like been more vocal about that i understand well, that well you can't i mean it's not something i mean literally do you understand what goes into a kosher kitchen yeah um you ha- have to have a whole separate kitchen i mean you have to have an entirely separate kitchen it's got to be maintained a certain way um for the number of these that disney does it simply doesn't make sense and no one no one could read any, any anybody that complains that disney isn't preparing yeah. fresh kosher meals uh, in my opinion is being unrealistic uh, it, it's just it's it's just not something that could be done. I mean, you know, if you if there was a massive kosher Jewish audience coming to Disney en masse all the time, that would be different. Mm-hmm. But there's not. There's not. So, you know, I, I think you know Disney makes the option available, and so that people can you know people can follow that if that's the choice that they've made. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, in, in terms of dealing with allergies and things like that, I think they just, they go far above and beyond. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, they do. So, all right. Uh, after the former president of Shell Oil made headlines with a prediction that gas would hit $5 a gallon by 2012, gas experts at AAA called the prediction unnecessarily panic-causing. It's pretty unlikely we'll hit $5 per gallon in 2012, said Jessica Brady with AAA Auto Club South. Worst case scenario, we're probably going to go get back to the $4 range like we saw in 2008. AAA admits predicting gas prices is near impossible more than a few months into the future, but it expects a much more modest climb for the next few years. Once you hit the $3 mark, it's kind of a psychological barrier for some people. I think some people have flashbacks to 2008 when we did see the $4 gas prices. Brady says, like in 2008, surging gas prices will curb usage and lower demand will keep prices reduced. A slowly strengthening dollar should also help counter the increasing oil demands of India and China. Um, You know, I think the oil companies just need to remember what happened when it went to $4 last time. Did you see ABC News last night? No. They uh, They were here in town. There's they oh those two one two gas stations yeah. by our airport. It's five forty nine a gallon. 
But those are the ones that city council tried to those pass. Are, those are gougers. Yeah. yeah. Those are gougers. I thought that was illegal. I thought I thought so, too. When I saw yeah. that, I thought, but there's no sign telling you mm-hmm. what the price is there. I wouldn't even pull in. You know, because you're thinking, yeah, okay, that's not another. Even... It's a cautionary tale worth repeating. If the gas station doesn't have their prices posted clearly as you're driving by, keep going. Yeah. But this was like right across the street from where you went to return the cars the for like cars, cars yeah. and all that. And it was just very easy to pull because I, I went just in there right once. over, you know, right yeah. down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they should be shut down. Oh, they should They be. should yeah. be shut down. Yeah, the buddy, what's his face, was over there talking on the news last night too. The mayor. Oh. No. <laughs> but of the whole country, you know, they find it right here. Like, okay. Well, of course. I mean, you know. It's Florida, it's Orlando, perhaps price gouging yeah. central. <laughs> it but, makes you uh, think about when you're driving, though, and if you do, I really need to go. You know, well, you know, you got to keep in mind too that these prices are going up because of speculators, not mm-hmm. actually because there's been any change in demand. Speculators on Wall Street are speculating that the prices are going to go up, and so that's driving up the price of a barrel of oil on the market, and. That's being, you know, that's what we're seeing, what we're seeing here. And, uh, you know, there's something to be said about that. This, you know, this is a, a problem that doesn't actually exist yet. Um, but there's, you know, strife in the Middle East and they can get, they feel they can get away with, yeah. you know, any excuse to jack up the prices. Any excuse, and, you know, uh, the last time they did it, the last time they did it, they got, uh, you know, the people were like damn near rioting. When we were getting four dollars a gallon back in two thousand eight, it was horrible. And a lot of people cut back on the amount of driving they did, and that's when you saw this huge push for electric vehicles. Um, and you saw, the, and that's what's going to happen. They're going mm-hmm. to create the industry that is going to destroy them. Is exactly what's going to end up happening. Can't wait. They mm-hmm. are going to create the industry that will destroy them. Because they're going to get greedy, and they're going to keep gouging up these prices. And I'll tell you something, gas may hit $5 a gallon, but that's when you're going to see the market just completely flood with electric vehicles. Yeah. You know, just see it. And, you know, those, those electric cars have gotten a lot better over the last, uh, over the last few years. We were talking to, uh, uh, we were talking to one of, uh, one of our uh, guests on the, Backstage Magic Tour, who has, I, I forgot exactly, I think he has the Prius. And he said the car is fantastic, hmm. that it gets great mileage, it's quiet, it's solid, it drives great, and he loves it. That's cool. He absolutely loves it. And I've heard that from a few Prius owners, that they love their Priuses. But a lot of people that just have regular cars. And this guy that... is, in, in, by, just by, by, by point of reference, this guy is not a tree-hugging hippie either. I mean, <laughs> really? you know, this is a real practical guy. <laughs> Um, yeah, we see. Well, that's that, that's my problem. Is that I I, I hear Prius <laughs> and I think Ed Begley Jr. and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, when this guy Alex was just telling telling us that you know he you know he has one, and he I'm like, okay, this is not a tree hugging hippie. Yeah. Um, you know, and it does. You know, and that that does. I think when when you have an adoption of that technology. In the mainstream, when the prices start coming down on those cars, when you know where you can pick them up for fifteen, twenty thousand, instead of now, I think they're like in the thirty, thirty-five thousand yeah. range for a Prius. Um, once that price, you know, once that price comes down, you're going to get some more mainstream adoption, 
And that's going to be the end of it. Once those, once those electric cars hit that, that point, it's going to change everything. You know, you're going to look at 10, 15 years down the road. Those oil companies are not going to be pulling the same kind of profits that they pull now. And you know what? Like you said, can't wait. Yeah. What do you think about um, this year? You think it's going to hold back on travel this summer, people driving down here? If it's if it's over $4 a gallon, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you think driving is cheaper than flying, but it might not get to – it might yeah. flip on that. Well, somebody on the transportation board on the DIS was talking about – you know, that he was going to cancel. And somebody goes, well, you know, if you figure it out, it's only going to cost you an extra 100 and something to drive here. And he goes, well, I could afford that. It's the extra 100 and whatever he's going to be paying every week leading up to his vacation yeah. that's going to cause right. the problem. Yep, exactly. Trickle down to where you can't mm-hmm. go. Exactly. Sad. So, all right, that is going to do it for the news. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire and Teresa. I know nobody has this one. Um, Disneyfamily.com has a contest they're running now until March 31st. Um, You enter, it's my best spring vacation ever. I think it's 1,500 words or less, just a little essay. And the grand prize is a laptop and Disney movie prize pack, which includes the following Bambi Diamond Collection combo, Beauty and the Beast combo, Princess and Frog combo pack, Alice in Wonderland DVD, and the Aristocats DVD. Approximate value, 1250 It's a cool little contest. I entered. Just go to their website, DisneyFamily.com. Your best spring vacation ever, and they're supposed to announce it like the first week of April. Did you write so, some tear-jerking story? My best spring vacation ever. Well, actually, it was... A summer vacation because we don't really take spring vacations, but it was you know coming. Down, I know I'm like <laughs> uh, coming down here and going to Disney for the first time, you know. And it doesn't say it has to be a Disney vacation. They just oh okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. You know, that's a fun little contest. That cool. works. Something right. different. Thank you, Teresa Scotty. Uh, this is sort of news-ish. I'm still figuring out the whole rapid fire thing. But anyways, I was excited about this. Uh, CEO Bob Iger says Disney will make content more accessible. Uh, And this is, okay, iPad, come on. This is from HomeMediaMagazine.com. Speaking on March 3rd on the Charlie Rose Show, Disney CEO Bob Iger said, making Disney content more accessible in more ways on a global basis remains a strong undercurrent as competition for people's free time increases. When asked by Rose if home video or disc consumption was dead, Iger said the market was not finished, but rather just not as healthy as it was. He said disc sales industry-wide were down about 15% year over year, and this is DVDs and Blu-rays. Quote, people are still buying discs, they're just not buying as many of them. And the primary reason, I would argue, is that they have other things to do. He cited as an example that when the average person goes home from work and considers how he or she is going to spend their free time, the choice of entertainment options has increased exponentially through more networks, websites, video games, portable media, and social networking. He doesn't think that the reason people are buying fewer discs is because they're downloading and streaming them? Well, and that this is what he's talking about. He says, what we must do, this, this is my next paragraph, what we must do is make the product available to them under flexible or expanded circumstances. And it has to happen because the simple fact... This is my favorite part. The simple fact that something is not available in the secondary form doesn't mean that they're going to watch it in the first form. Meaning, just because That's absolutely you can't, right. yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. because you can't stream it doesn't mean I you're can't tell go you to how many movies, movies I've wanted to watch, 
that I've wanted to watch, and it wasn't available. Yeah, you through, didn't buy it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to be watching that then. Yeah. Exactly. Move on to something else. See, and this is exciting to me because this is the first studio executive that I've heard that actually gets it. Like most studio executives, they shy away from iTunes. Like NBC wanted to pull their content from iTunes because they want people to watch cable because that's where they make more money. But you're paying so much money for cable for 400 channels you're not watching. Exactly. I would, ra- like, I would rather watch Netflix on my Apple TV, watch whatever they have, and say, sorry, NBC, I'm not going to watch your shows if, that's, if I can't get them there. So yep. that was exciting to me. So. It's, it, exciting. Well, you and know, it it's... They have to start serving up the content, you know. If they if they want it to be seen by a lot of people, then yeah, you're going to have to make it available on iTunes. You're going to have to make it available uh, on Amazon. You're going to have to make it available on Netflix. Look to the future. You're going to have mm-hmm. to do that stuff. So you think the price of DVDs will go down farther with with other all these well, other no, ways you know, to it, get it? You know, what's funny is what Disney did. You know, foolishly, in my opinion was they doubled down. Uh, instead of the price of DVDs going down, what they started doing was bundling the regular DVDs yeah. and the Blu-rays and charging double. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, don't know That may be that. the other reason they're having a hard time is you yeah. know people looking at I'm not going to spend $40 to watch this crap. And yeah. it's hard to... And if you just want a simple DVD, sometimes it's hard to find just that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know at Christmas, I was searching for Beauty and the Beast on DVD and all I could find was the double pack, which I didn't want. Well, and that's there again. You know, People are saying, no, I'm not going to spend $40 on this. Because, you know, five years ago when I bought it, before my kids destroyed it, it was $20. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's interesting. I'd be very interested to see what... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if... I, I think they already have some shows, some ABC shows, um, newer shows on Netflix. But uh, I know they're adding more and more. Like, I think Scrubs, although Scrubs wasn't originally ABC. I don't know, but anyways, they're adding more and more stuff to Netflix, so it's it's nice to see that at least Disney gets it, and hopefully we'll get more Disney content on things like that. Well, the other the other thing they have to be conscious of too is that, as you mentioned, NBC just got purchased by Comcast, right? And uh, that's real competition. Yeah, that's real, honest to god competition. Not at the moment because NBC can't do anything right, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, beyond that, eventually they will, and eventually, you know, that ABC's got to be looking at that. Disney's got to be looking at that. So, be very interesting to see what happens. Thank mm-hmm. you for that, Scott. Uh, I have one uh, upcoming con- conservation events at Disney's Animal Kingdom, March ninth, the Spring Forward uh, event, which is actually today. Um, but uh, <laughs> we did that last year. It was fun. What is it? <laughs> they had, like, the, what's the Rafiki's Planet, Planet Watch. Watch? They had um, different displays. Rafiki's and, Insomnia Cure. <laughs> and then they had, like, you could get a flower pot and decorate it because that was supposed to be, like, a habitat for a frog to help get more frogs in your yard. A flower because pot? That's something yeah. I yeah, so you, you just turn it over, want. like, sideways, and then the frog has a place to hang out in. Oh, I need to clean my backyard. That's why I have so many frogs in my yard. Probably. You can have the event in your yard next year. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. Frogs and lizards. Well, oh, April 22nd is Party for the Planet on Earth Day. May 14th, International Migratory Bird Day. Lord, did Walter get May this? May 25th, <laughs> World Turtle Day. 
July 27th, International Year of the Forest Celebration. What kills me is this is John's rapid fire. Oh, Lord. Um, so, Sounds like Walter's. But you know, the really weird part is last year, I think I went to most of those. Was it? Tree was there hugging, a lot of people there? Tree-hugging hippie. Really? <laughs> well, like the one for the birds or whatever, they had like um, like eagle wings or something you could try on. And they, they, they had people standing there talking. Did you happen upon it or you planned to go? Um, actually, I plan to go. Wow. Okay, you're scaring me now. Do you think most people plan to do these things, or they just happen upon it when they get there? I think they just happen upon it when they get there. Because I can't imagine marking my calendar for some of this stuff. Well, July 27th is the International Year of the Forest Celebration. Ooh, where we uh, all dance August the is <laughs> Cotton Top Tamarind Month Celebration. September 1st, International Vulture Awareness Day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the one yeah and october 26th october 26th something that we all must attend the year of the bat celebration wow (laughs) but if you haven't seen the bats over animal kingdom they're cool okay have you seen them no where where are they the it's bats are in uh, one of the on one of the trails the uh uh, the the maharaja jungle yeah yeah in asia it's, it, it's good. The first room, the first building you go into on that is the bats. I mean, it's really interesting. Animal. I mean, you, a lot of times you think Animal Kingdom, there's nothing going on, but obviously there's. And the frog thing last year, the place kinds. was packed. Because they also there's an area back there that when they do like surgeries and things like that, you can watch through the window. They're operating on frogs. No, they're operating on people. They're, <laughs> they're yeah. operating on people. <laughs> You know, whatever they have, you know, like a monkey or it's it's cool to watch. Island of Dr. Moreau back there. Like a little people creature. Really scary. Really scary stuff going on in Animal Kingdom. All right. Thank you, me. Um, Kathy. Okay. We have um, two new stores opened in downtown Disney at Disneyland. Sanuk, and I'm sure I'm probably saying that wrong, a footwear company, opened its first retail location. Say it in your native African tongue. <laughs> And they had a little pop-up store at Downtown Disney in 2010. And now the new flagship store is a much larger space. Um, Aside from the online store, it features the biggest product selection available. Sanuk is known for their beach footwear, particularly their yoga mat flip-flops. Wow. This is the the hippie show, apparently. (laughs) Their yoga flip-flops. Yeah. I mean, I like flip-flops, but I don't know about yoga mat flip-flops. But They're special. Yeah. Blink op- focuses on denim, and they include offerings such as fashion tops and accessories. The store owned by the Wet Seal Company will have denim experts available to share their vast product knowledge with shoppers. Denim experts? Yeah. So it's going to be like mm. denim tops? And Levi Strauss, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't know you needed to, you know, like know a whole lot about denim, but okay. Well, if you want... Stretchy or I don't know. Who knows? Interesting. I guess have to, we'll have to check yeah, it out. We'll, when we'll we check go. it out. Did you happen to see it when you were there? No. In April? No. Or no. last month? We'll talk to the denim experts. Really? Sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be really exciting. Okay. I can do a blog about it. Hey, yeah. it's a new shop. You know, I like that. I like the fact that there's. So one's a shoe shop and one's denim? Yes. I'm still trying to get past the whole. Yoga flip flop flip flop yep. yoga mat flip flops. Oh, smells like curry and batch. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. 
Oops. Oops. <laughs> Bat crap. Bat crap. <clears throat> Doo-doo. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Max. Hello. March 31st, Hard Rock Hotel, Velvet Sessions, held every Thursday of the month. No, it's last, la- held last, last Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Uh, the band is Taylor Dane. <gasps> I just want to go see my, t- I knew I knew he'd get excited oh, about that. You're kidding. My cousin. I don't know who that is. I think still is like engaged to her. What? what? Yeah. Uh, Taylor t- Dane. Two years ago when she was in town for the Epcot. The they got engaged? They, uh, <laughs> how random. You have backstage. no idea how much I love really? her. Her voice. She is fantastic. Yeah. She is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. And there was a rumor going around years ago. That she was going to be in the remake of Funny Girl on Broadway. Oh, wow. That would have been wonderful. What? And she has the perfect voice. I mean, really and truly, she has the perfect voice. She would have been amazing in that role. But, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, we oh. went backstage and met her. And she came over wow. to Hollywood Studios and watched Mulch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. So your cousin's engaged to her? I hope that's still because there was a period I think where they were not together, but now I think they're back together. He he went on tour with her like to Europe. They went mm. to Germany together. Like, yeah, it was wow. Um, Good oh rapid fire, Max. <laughs> there you go. So when is that? Thirty uh, first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we may have to go over for that. Prices twenty nine dollars online. That's not bad. Thirty five dollars at the door. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, they include hors d'oeuvres and mm-hmm. drinks. Yep. Mm-hmm. For Cocktails. Yeah. Awesome. I've never done that. It sounds like it would be a cool thing. It is. It's a lot of fun. I haven't uh, I haven't done it in a while. It's but, not making uh, frog clay pots or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Are there denim experts out there? But Taylor Dane, yeah, that's uh that yeah, that that's she'd be good. That'd be very cool. Oh she's good. amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. So March thirty first at Hard Rock. Taylor Dane, be there. All right. Well, that will do it for Rapid Fire. That'll do it for this segment of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again soon with another episode of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Tree hugging hippies.